Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Flattery can be a lie. Flattery. Well, you look really nice in that. You know, I mean, that, that, it, it can be. Excuses is a lie. Perjury, a lie. Embezzlement, a lie. Ministerially speaking, or we call this Sunday, evangelistically speaking, can be lies. Exaggeration, a lie. You know, I was reading in the Jewish Talmud, listen to this, in the Jewish Talmud, that's a Jewish writing, it is written, talking about exaggeration, when you add to the truth, you subtract from it. You see, the people, these are people so addicted to exaggeration that they can't tell the truth without lying, or as one philosophical soul said, some folks we know don't mean to exaggerate, they just remember big. Remembering big is the lie of boasting. Isn't that true? Remember exaggeration. That's a lie. Here are some famous American fibs. Famous American fibs. The check is in the mail. Amen. I'll start my diet tomorrow. We service what we sell. Give me your number and the doctor will call you right back. Yeah, right. Your money will be carefully refunded. One size fits all. Your luggage isn't lost, it's only misplaced. I've actually heard that. Leave your resume and we'll keep it on file. And here's one for you to recognize. This is gonna hurt me, what? More than it hurts you. That's an American fib. I just need five minutes of your time. I hear that a lot. Your table will be ready in a few minutes. Open wide, it won't hurt a bit. Let's have some lunch together. And here's one for you. It's not the money, it's the principle. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the money. Famous American lies. Listen, Satan, point number one, Satan is the source of all lies. Did you know? It's in John chapter 8, verse 44, and Jesus said this. He, talking about Satan, was a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he, Satan, speaks, he speaks a lie. He speaks from his own resources, for he is what? A liar and the father of it. Listen, Satan is the source of all lies. The first lie in the Bible is found in Genesis chapter 3, 
and you can just write that down, look it up in your own time, as Satan is speaking to Eve, and he told Eve, don't you remember the story, that if she disobeyed the command of God and not to eat the tree, eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, that she would not, Satan said, surely die. Even though God had already said, in the day that you eat, you will surely die. Satan told Eve a monster lie that people are still believing today. In other words, Eve, you're going to be like God. You know, people still believe that today. That somehow they're going to be God, that they can be God. That's a lie. Now let's set the record straight. A white lie is a lie. Amen. Amen. A white lie is a lie. You know, this guy, he's an author. His name is Austin O'Malley. And he said this, a lie has no legs. It requires other lies to support it. Tell one lie and you are forced to tell others to back it up. Stretching the truth won't make it last any longer. (laughs) Amen. Those that think it's permissible to tell white lies soon grow colorblind. That's very true. White lies are lies. Lies are lies. And all lies, Satan is the source of all lies. Point number two, talking about the seriousness of bearing false witness or the seriousness of lying. Now listen, there ain't no two ways to cut it. Lying is wrong. Lying is wrong. Now, why is it wrong to lie? Listen, let me just give you a few things, a few points of why it's wrong to lie if you're taking notes. Number one, lying, why it's wrong to lie? Because lying is cruel. Lying is cruel. It's destructive. Reputations are lost and lives are ruined. Lying is not only cruel, but it's also cowardly. Because people often lie to escape consequences. My dog ate the homework. I never had sex with that woman. Amen. We've all heard it. You know, whether it's fear of getting in trouble or not doing your homework or fear of impeachment, lying is cowardly. Not only is lying cruel and cowardly, but also lying is conceited. People lie to impress People who brag about the fish they caught. Of course, it's always got thrown back. Amen. But the fish they caught, it's conceited. And not only is lying conceited, but it's also calculated to manipulate. And it's motivated by greed. And not only is lying cruel and cowardly and conceited and calculated, but also finally lying is conceited to save face to get out of a jam, to dodge a bullet, to get off the hook, to avoid consequences. That's why lying is wrong. Not only is lying wrong because of those things, but also, listen, I think primarily, lying is wrong because God hates lying. Did you know? It's in Proverbs chapter 6, verse 16. These six things the Lord hates, yes, seven are an abomination to him, a proud look, A what, saints? A lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness God hates who speaks what? Lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. God hates lying. 
God hates people who gossip and lie and sow discord in the church. Did you know? God hates that because it tears up the body and it hurts people. And God hates that. Titus chapter 1 verse 2 tells us that God cannot lie. Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 tells us liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 tells us as Christians we're to put off falsehood and speak truthfully. Speak truthfully. Listen, lying isn't a bad habit. Lying isn't just a bad habit. Lying is a symptom of the heart. You can call it a slip of, of the tongue, but God calls it a slip of the heart. Lying is a heart issue. We fast forward to the book of Acts, remember? In Acts chapter 5, here's a classic story of someone lying. Acts chapter 5, way back in the first century church, we see lying and hypocrisy creeping into the church. Remember the story as Ananias and Sapphira sold a possession and they kept back part of the proceeds and his wife knew all about it. Remember that? His wife knew all about it. Now listen, there was no problem in that they sold some property and they gave only a portion to the church. The problem was that they lied about it and they intended to deceive the church and the Holy Spirit and they pretended that they gave it all. It was their property to keep. God had no problem. Look, if you want to sell your property and do whatever you want to do with it, that's yours. God had no problem with that. The problem was they lied about it, and they lied to the Holy Spirit according to the scriptures. And you know the story. Ananias fell down and breathed his last breath, and he died. And a couple of guys came running in and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him, which, by the way, is the first mention of being slain in the spirit. Somebody say amen. I'm not going to go there tonight. I just want to tell you that. And then three hours later, don't you remember the story? His wife, she came home from the mall, probably spending the money from the sale of the property. And she didn't know what happened. And Peter, he probably was there waiting for her to get home. Well, she walks in and Peter says, tell me, what did you do with the money that you sold with the property? And she says, uh, oh, well, you know, uh, you know we, we, we got this and we, we did that. And, you know, and she began to lie. And she's probably looking around for Ananias at that time, not realizing that he had been buried without her permission. And Peter said, the guys who took your husband out are on the way to take you out. And she breathed her last breath and she was buried right next to her husband because she lied. Listen, the first century church was a pure, holy, without lying, and without hypocrisy church. There are people who say today that, oh, Pastor Rodney, we need to get back to the first century church. Oh, we just need to get back to the way the church used to be. And I look at them and go, are you sure? Because if we got back to the first century church the way the church used to be, we wouldn't have a parking problem. Isn't that right? We wouldn't have a part, we wouldn't have no problem with the kids. Wouldn't need a bigger sanctuary or anything. You'd be in here singing. Holiness, holiness is what I long for. And all of a sudden you hear, holy, boom. Somebody just dropped dead. And you might hear, boom, 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 all over the sanctuary. 
people just dropping because there was a holiness to the church. There was a purity to the church. The early church was pure. And the reason it was pure because the Holy Spirit kept the church clean. And the people's hearts were clean. And because of that purity, because of that lack of hypocrisy and that lack of lying, the Holy, the Holy Spirit had a, there was a power in the early church. And there was healing in the early church. Because of the purity of the early church. Bearing false witness is a serious, serious offense. And God says, don't do it. Our third and final point tonight, the solution to bearing false witness or lying. Now listen close. Don't you remember, listen, give me your attention. Remember when Jesus said, from the issues of the heart, the mouth speaks. Remember Jesus said that? In Psalm 141, verse 3. David says, ask the Lord in a prayer, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth and keep the doors of my lips. So listen, it makes sense if the heart controls the tongue, then if you guard your heart, it should result in guarded lips and guarded speech. So you know where I'm going. The solution to bearing false witness, the solution to lying should be not necessarily to try not to lie, although that's a good thing. But what you ultimately have to do, are you listening? What you ultimately have to do is you've got to have a heart transplant. You need heart surgery. It's in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 and 25. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence. Matter of fact, it's on the screen. Would you mind reading it with me? Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Isn't that true? You know, someone once said, what's in the well of the heart will come through the bucket of the mouth. How true is that? The solution, listen, to bearing false witness, the solution is simply this. You need to have your heart changed. It really is an issue of the heart. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 reminds us. As a matter of fact, turn there and that would be the last verse we look at tonight. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. You know, a great way to remember that, G-E-P-C, General Electric Power Company. It's a good way to remember it. I don't know why this one sticks in my mind. Girls eat peas and corn. I don't know. It just does. Ephesians chapter 4. Look at this. Talking about our mouth. Talking about our speech. Ephesians 4, look at verse 15. Are you there? But speaking the truth in what? Love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, and that is who? Christ. You see that? You see, the solution to bearing false witness is speaking the truth in love. But before you can speak, listen, Before you can speak the truth and convey the truth, 
You first have to know the truth. Now, don't you remember, are you listening? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So if you want the solution of, Lord, you know, I, I don't want to be a liar. I, you know, some people, they, they find themselves lying so often that, that the lies become the truth to them. And, and, and we don't want to be liars. And at the same time, I really don't think it's possible for you to, you know, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, stop lying. I don't know that that's possible if all of your life you've been lying. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But if all of your life you've been lying, then you probably can't stop yourself. But I will tell you this, if you want to tell the truth and begin to be truthful, then you have to know the truth. And knowing the truth, I believe Jesus said he was the truth. And if you know Jesus, who is the truth, Jesus can help you stop any problem in your life. More than two people need to say amen. Amen. Jesus can help you with anything in your life. Speech, behavior, addictions, bipolar, OCD, whatever your problem is. I really believe, and I'm from the old school. I was born sometime in the 60s. (laughs) And I, I really am from the old school, and I still do believe that God is the almighty God. And I still believe that God can do anything that we ask him to do. God can change your speech. Now, how do you know that, Rodney? Because I know he changed my speech. God changed my speech. When I became a Christian, you guys know the date, January 23rd, 1982. I tell you all the time. And it was that night because I was in the Navy. And, and, and you know the term cuss like a sailor. You want a real sailor unless you cuss like one. Where my Navy people at? All right, you understand then. And... Uh, I remember I had given my life to Christ that night around 7.30 p.m., same night I met Elvira, and uh, I remember going back to the barracks. I was living on Camp Pendleton in the BEQ. That's the barracks there for, on the base. And uh, I had a roommate then, and I got in pretty late from church that night. Actually, Elvira had a car. She took me back. And uh, she had a car. I mean, I needed a ride home, and, uh, which was home then. And uh, I remember getting on my knees on the side of my rack. And, and I didn't know how to pray. I didn't have all the theological words together, you know. I didn't know how to talk to God. Nobody ever said, well, no, Rodney, this is the way you pray. I just, I just knew I should talk to God. And I remember getting on my knees inside of my rack, and I said, um, God, uh, it's uh, me. And uh, remember I, like, gave you my heart like a couple hours ago, and, and I said, um, you know, I really got a bad language, and I think, you know, being a Christian, I probably should change that. <laughs> you know, I, 
I didn't know. So I was just like, I'm just thinking that's probably not a good thing, you know, being at church and like blankety blank, 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 you know. The Lord is blankety blank, blank, good. I was like, no, it's kind of weird. No, I probably shouldn't do that. So I said, you know, Lord, and I honestly, I, I'm really, really, I honestly said, God, I really need you to help me with my speech. And, and help me not to use bad language anymore. And mind you, I have been using bad language my entire life. And um, the next day, I woke up, and honestly, to today, and that was 24 years ago, I have never used bad language ever, 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 ever again. Not even when I stubbed my toe. Now, you know, that's when it really comes out. Y'all know what I'm just trying to be religious, but you know. Well, you know, when you stub your toe, and you can tell what a person really made of, let them slam their finger, stub their toe. Somebody hit your car, cut you off on the freeway. Okay. And from that day, I just, I never, ever, ever had that problem ever, ever again. God can help you with anything. But the important thing is that you know the truth, that you know Jesus. And in knowing Jesus, he said that he would then send the Holy Spirit after you give your life to him. He's going to send the Holy Spirit, who the Bible calls the comforter. And he's going to come and live with you, inside of you, and be with you, and help you. And, and teach you and lead you and guide you in all truth. The Holy Spirit does all that. He works in you and matures you and grows you up so that you start getting victory over your life, over these aspects in your life that are problem areas and strongholds of Satan. No matter what it is, sexual addiction, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, Whatever your problem is, the Holy Spirit can give you victory over that. Somebody should clap their hands and say amen, would you? Is that true? And I know, I know because he did with me. I'm not telling you something that I don't know. I'm not telling you something that didn't happen in my life. I'm telling you something that happened in my life. God gave me victory over drugs as well. You know that for my whole life, I started doing drugs when I was 11 years old. 11 years old, 11, all of my young years, junior high, high school, I don't even remember it hardly. And I remember that, I, you know, I, the years that just doing drugs and, 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 and after I came to Christ, you know, reading the Bible was difficult for me. And reading anything was difficult and then remembering it was very difficult for me when I first came to Christ. And, and then as the years went by, God began to restore all that. And now it's the, the, the weirdest thing is I almost remember anything, everything and anything I read. If I read it once, I'm probably going to remember at least something about it. And I remember times I couldn't remember anything. Junior high and high school, I don't know how I stayed on course. I didn't fail a grade. And, and God, you know, I graduated on time, praise the Lord. And, and I, don't I don't know how all that happened. 
because I was doing drugs. But when I became a Christian, it was that day was the last day. The day I became a Christian was the last day that I did drugs. And, and yeah, I'm going to wait because I praise God for that. And God did all of that in my life. And I tell you all that to tell you this. God can do anything because he is El Shaddai. He is the almighty God. He can do anything and deliver you from anything. It does not matter. But you've got to give your life to Christ first. And you're not going to get victory. You're always going to try and try and try and try and try. And you'll do better for a while. And then you'll fall. And you'll try again and you'll try again. In Christ, there's complete and total victory. Is that right? Amen. Okay. So, in this aspect of lying and bearing false witness, God can also deliver you from that. But you need to know the truth and have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he'll help you and he'll deliver you and he'll set you free. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.